you know, these the games that the young people are playing now are, you know, far, far, far more advanced than uh, if I was to really take it back, uh, even before the electronic part. Mm-hmm. I guess the the football game where we just Tecmo had the ball. vibration, the little Tecmo oh ball. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my <laughs> so goodness! That was the introduction of of esports. <laughs> wow! Wow! Do you remember the Mattel games, the pocket uh, handheld Mattel games, basketball and football? Basketball and football. Yeah. I, I used to play a little football on the Mattel ones. We thought we were doing something with the little, you know, the, little, 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 little dots. Little dots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we thought we was doing something. Now you got people that look, look like the people that actually play exactly, the game. exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's just really it's really fascinating um, mm-hmm. to be able to see how uh, esports has just evolved o- over the years. My name is Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to my masterclass. I have a PhD in education from West Virginia University. I have a master's in sport management and an MBA from the University of Massachusetts. I even have an undergraduate degree in sociology from William Patterson University. And currently, I'm the global scholar practitioner at HBCU, Florida Memorial University. But I'll also work for three of the largest sports brands in the world, Reebok, Champ Sports, and Foot Action, but I can't go anywhere without my Jordan 1s. Join me and my guests as we explore their rise to the top through adversity and challenges, it's time to help you find a hero in you. Welcome to my masterclass. Good afternoon. You're listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast. Welcome back. It's been two months since I've been gone. Many of you know that I lost my dear mother uh, to cancer, lupus, and diabetes. She had it for Man, nine years. Warrior, warrior, amazing woman. And COVID took my mother out in two weeks, man. I pray that all of you are practicing social distancing. Right now, I I got my mask here, okay? But I'm in a studio, so I'm kind of far apart from my guests. But I have it off right now so I can speak in the mic. But again, it's many of you who have lost a loved one or you know someone else lost a loved one. It's not easy. But losing your mother is, is something different. It's been a long, long journey. And thank you for all your prayers, all your support, all your concern. Her and my father celebrated 54 years of marriage. And in August would have been 55 years. So we've been very fortunate. My two siblings, my three siblings, my two brothers and sister, we've been very fortunate to to have my mother here this long. And we, we know that she's in a better place. So thank you again for your prayers. We pray that you're practicing social distancing. And, and we hope that you are, are living right. And right means doing the right thing and having integrity and being a good person. And that's what we're about here at Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast on the MAP Esports Network, empowered by Innovation Media Enterprises. Shout out to Aaron and Sia. Get better, my friends, my fearless producers. And we've got to give a shout out to my man, Gage, our talented sound engineer. Thank you, Gage, for making me sound so good. And we've got to also give it up to our brilliant, fearless CEO, Jacob Miles, who makes that happen. So today, we got a very special guest in the house. We got my brother here, Keith Vinson. He's the vice president of operations for the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas for the past 12 years. But check this out. He is also the executive director for the YMCA, the greater YMCA in, in Charlotte for six years. And he, he didn't get he, he's not done with the YMCA. He was also executive director of the YMCA of Southampton Roads. Sound like that's near Allen Iverson, AI, you know, what I mean, somewhere near down it. Right across the water, you know, AI, you know, number three from the Sixers, Georgetown basketball. Come on, you know what you know what it is. Oh, forgot. He was also the senior program director of the YMCA of Tennessee. If I wouldn't known any better, I would think that his mother gave birth to him at a YMCA. I'm not sure. So, without further ado, my man, 
Brother Keith Vincent, what's up, brother? Hey, man, you, you you say give birth. I did, and when I was in Southampton Roads, that was the why not only did my mother attend, but also that was the why that she had her high school dances in. So it was a joy to go back to my hometown just to be able to run that why where my mom was a member at and uh, a lot of our church members as well. Wow, wow, wow. So tell me, you know, what was this journey like? I mean, you went to Liberty University, and you, your mother attended that YMCA. Did you know that you would be employed by the YMCA when you were a little child, or did, is that something that just happened accidentally, or were you, were you kind of groomed into that area? You know, it, it might be fate, because my earliest memory that I have is my walking out of that YMCA that I was executive director at, mm-hmm. I had... I, probably was only about two years old mm-hmm. but I was walking hand in hand with my mom out of that while that's my earliest memory that I that I have but being at Liberty University here's what I knew when I came out of school mm-hmm. I knew that I was called to work with young people mm-hmm. and on my path on my journey after school stayed involved with got a uh, job parks and rec I was also volunteering at my church as a kind of youth leader I got that phone call one day to uh, to let me know about a job out in Tennessee mm-hmm. to be able to be uh, go out there and be an outreach director and that that just, you know, my early calling on is take took me to the place where I am now. I, I What I do know is that there's a lot of uh, folks that's in that program director area, mm-hmm. and they love that area because they get to have that hands-on working with young people. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I realized early is that, man, yes, I can make an impact right mm-hmm. there as a program director, but what if I advance? Now I get to hire me in that position. And so I'm now vice president of operations here in the Dallas YMCA and enjoying it. We have a great team of people. Our CEO, Kirk Hazel Baker, has come in and created a great culture for us to be able to just thrive in. So tell me, now the, the YMCA of Greater Dallas, how many YMCA does that encompass? Yeah, we have 16 Ys and two camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, man, we go as far as far east as uh, Rockwall, of those who are in the area, and go a couple hours uh, west. We got a camp out there. I mean, we cover, you know, multiple cities here in the in the Metroplex, but we also have partner-wise associations, you know, next door to us in Arlington and uh, in Fort Worth also. Okay. What are some of the things that you do to for the community of the YMCA, not just in the one particular area, but in all the YMCAs? Sure. What, is, what, is, what is your mission or what are some of the, the things that you're most proud of that you do to, to really get the community to c- get behind what you're doing at the YMCA? Yeah. So everybody knows that the pandemic's been incredibly hard on a lot of people. And when, when, when we went to that shutdown, what we had to do was that we had to switch. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of our business where people come through the doors mm-hmm. and they couldn't do that. And so what we did was went out to the community. And so we went out having food drives. We had still had school supplies distribution during that time. But week after week after week, we were giving away lots and lots of food bars, partnering with other organizations. Blood drives became critical for us. But we just wanted to make sure that we serve the community during that time. And when our doors open back up, we continue to do that type of work there because there's still a great need for that in the community. And so throughout the year, you know, we are you're doing that part and then in service to the community to, for parents to be able to have somewhere to, for the kids to camp, come back to. We uh, open up camp during this time and parents begin to, you know, they I think we all love our babies, but I think it did get to a point where parents was like, okay, yeah, y'all, y'all can go to the YMCA now. Because what we're seeing right now is that our numbers and our programs are outpacing where we were in 2019. And then we had, you know, innovation to take place there with a lot of virtual things. Mm-hmm. This past summer, we were able to do eSports online, which was incredible, gotten a great feedback. But we started off eSports um, at, at the top of this year. And that was really incredible because, as I tell people, 
people, I was that dad that, you know, only allowed my son to play games, you know, a certain amount of hours a week, you right. know. And so now he he's he's my consultant now. He's, oh, he's now 23 years old, and uh, he's looking at me like, uh, who are you? Because you're not the dad that raised me, because you wouldn't even allow me to play that much with it. But we're immersed into this space right now because what we know is that Young people are going online and playing these games, and they're developing relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, our generations and coming up, we were outdoor, outside playing, and a lot of people will push back at an organization like the Y to say, hey, you're about healthy living. Now, how is this healthy for, for young people? Well, young people today, they are playing games. They're developing relationships with folks not just in the neighborhood but all across the world, mm -hmm. and they identify with these relationships as people as friends. Mm -hmm. We may know friends as somebody that we can go and hang out with, you know, in person. Well, young people today, they're meeting folks online, and there's a, there's a healthy way to do that that parents can ensure that as long as their parents are engaged with their kids, they can know who their kids are, who they're working with and playing with on, online. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, you know, it's an incredible space that we're in. Um, it's an exciting space that we're in. Tell me now, you, you talked about your son, and he teases you about playing, you know, getting involved with the gaming industry. What were some of the games that he played growing up, and then what are some of the games that you liked? Because this is the MAP Esports Network. We're the largest uh, esports network in the world. Jacob Miles, thank you so much for making this happen. And uh, we talk esports, we talk video games, we talk about our childhood, we talk about currently what we do. What, what were the games that you played, and what are some of the games that your son played that you were just like pulling your hair out? Like, what is he doing? See... <laughs> He wouldn't even know how to play some Atari, you okay. know. You know, if you, <laughs> you don't know nothing about Atari. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother world, 5, right? Two hundred, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, and coming up, you know, got involved a little Nintendo, playing the baseball during that time. I I remember going out that when I was off at college, my mom had bought a Nintendo game and and uh, Nintendo sixty four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and she wouldn't even let me bring the thing back to college. I'm like, come on, mom. She was at home home playing it. But, <laughs> Your you mom mom was playing. Right. Right. Wow. right. Right, okay. and so you know, playing playing that right there. My son, he's a uh, Zelda, the Pokemon. He's into into card games now, so he's shifted a little bit, but he still got some online uh, shows that he watch. Uh, young people, you know, playing playing esports as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, just a whole host of uh, different things that he he has his hands in, and you know, the games that the young people are playing now are you know far 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 more advanced than uh, if I was to really take it back, uh, even before the electronic part. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess the the football game where we just tech had mobile. the vibration, the little Tecmo ball. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my so goodness. That was the introduction of uh, of eSports. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you remember the Mattel games, the pocket uh, handheld Mattel games, basketball and football? Basketball and football. Yeah. I, I used to play a little football on the Mattel ones. We thought we were doing something with the little, you know, little, 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 little dots. Yeah. We thought we were doing something. Now you got people that look, that look like the people that actually play exactly. the game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's just really, it's really fascinating um, mm -hmm. to be able to see how esports has just evolved o over the years and mm -hmm. it's really come from this kind of negative thought to this really positive place in terms of you know the different careers that young people can develop in this space right mm -hmm. now like you can play the game you know what blows my mind is that 10th grade a couple of years ago wins the world championship in Fortnite and wins $10 million, you mm -hmm. know, and a, and a lot of parents are kicking themselves when they hear that statement. It's like, man, maybe I should have let my child play games just a little, a little bit more. In the space that we're in right now, what's, what's great is that we thought that 
we were going to attract the teenagers. Mm-hmm. But what we're finding, our average age is 10 and a half. And mm-hmm. so parents are allowing their kids to get involved in this recreational space mm-hmm. of uh, esports. And so we, yes, we are competitive from the standpoint of we have tournaments and league play set up and there's a, a prize at the end of that. Mm-hmm. But what we try to provide is this really safe haven. And I think that's the reason, the big reason that why we are attracting that 10 and a half. So that late elementary, early uh, middle school young people to be able to participate. And that really aligns how our youth sports look also. Mm-hmm. I think parents trust the brand of the YMCA to be able to involve their child in that space right there to be able to be able to come to us. And so coming online, signing up on our platform, knowing that we're going to have somebody to watch them, you know, as the kids in there in Discord or different uh, communication space, you know, parents see that and, and they trust that. And that's what's being communicated back to us right now. Do you did you find it difficult at the beginning to have parents trust you and trust the uh, your team to to allow the kids to play when they left home the parents might say hey no you, you this is a certain amount of time you're going to play the game but then they go to the YMCA and the YMCA has these programs how how what was it like communicating to the parents and letting them know that this is a safe place and safe haven right so what we did before we even got started was we put out a survey and uh, ended up getting about 700 different responses back mm-hmm. from parents and so that was really mind-blowing in comparison to some of the responses that we get back in um, some of our other surveys. So we kind of, we one, we asked the parents, we asked young people, hey, you know, if we were to offer this, would you play? And the response came back, yes, 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 yes. And so we took a look at from what games young people are playing, uh, what platforms they're playing them on, what would they like in terms of prizes. We looked at all of that right there and got great feedback. So when we kicked off in January 2021 and we had 300 young people involved in the program, you know, it was a wrap from there to know that, hey, this is the right space for us to be in. And so we always lead from a standpoint of making sure that what we have to offer is something that is connected to to the community and the people that we serve. Okay. What, now, I noticed that you're on the board right now um, dealing with women's ERG. Tell us a little bit about that, and what is your response to the number of women that or young girls that are interested in the video game industry? Yeah, so I am the amplifier for our women's ERG here locally. Nationally, with the Y of USA, I was the first uh, male to be uh, a mentor on a, for the women's ERG uh, mentoring program. So for me, is I want folks to have, a, and I make sure that if, if I'm in a space, I'm amplifying the voices of those who may not be able to have the opportunity to do that. What we're finding out, what we found out in the beginning when we started esports was out of those 300 young people that we had involved mm-hmm. only four of them were girls it's mm-hmm. like we we went in knowing that we would have a problem with um you know, you know how do we attract girls and then also how do we attract in individuals in underserved communities mm-hmm. and so with the girls part we involved we're involved nationally with a cohort of other ymcas and we were taking a hard look at you know how do we involve girls what we have coming up this weekend though is that we have a NBA 2K girls only um, league uh, where the winner will get to play Alicia Gray of the Dallas Wings. She's a guard and Olympic gold medal uh, medalist uh, from this uh, Tokyo Olympics. I saw that, there. I saw that on on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So 
for the shout like, out you gave. I, like I appreciate that. Of course, I got to give you a shout out. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and and it's not, you know, girls only is not always the answer to it, and we know that in this particular case right here, Alicia having a voice that she has in the WNBA. She's been involved with NBA 2K tournaments and league to be able to amplify the voices of a, a young girls. We wanted this to be a specific opportunity, but we are doing m- making sure we're having representation when we're doing our marketing for our other league play and also mm-hmm. for our tournaments to let uh, young girls out here know that, hey, this is a space definitely for you, and you're not going to be bullied up on this space, and we're not going to allow you know those type of things to detract young girls to be a part of our program. Talk about the bullying piece of it now. Uh, how? Do, what type of um, seminars or programs do you have in place for young boys and girls at the YMCA to teach them about you know how to deal with women online, young girls online, as well as bullying? What what are, what are some of the things that you do to really and especially to ensure parents that their kids right. are learning proper techniques in order to have fair you know fair and equal play? Right. So one of the initiatives that we have is that we're gonna we're doing our league play. We provide uh, curriculum based programming, and mm-hmm. so it is not just young people coming on and just playing games, but it's also us delivering a curriculum. So before they're able to play the game, they have to go through this curriculum. And we'll have things in there around character development, social emotional learning, bullying, those type of lesson plans so that young people can know and we can ingrain this um, into them as they play. Because that's not something that, you know, we, we want. We won't tolerate it from an in-person standpoint. And so we're putting measures in place to make sure that doesn't happen online as well. Okay, I want to remind everyone that you're listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass podcast on Map Esports Network, powered by Innovation Media Enterprises. Aaron and Sia, my great producers, get well soon. Gage, always making me sound great. Always, you know, I got to give a shout out to my man, Jacob Miles, our brilliant CEO. And we're talking to Keith Vincent, the Vice President of Operations for the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas for the past 12 years, talking to us about esports, talking to us about relationships and how to develop relationships with the parents and how to make sure that we are ensuring that the young people are getting the things that they need, the proper tools they need to succeed in the, in, in the video game industry. But also, let's talk a little bit, switch gears and talk a little bit about the event you have coming up next week. On the, the, the 23rd? 23rd, okay. uh, 1245, we have the one and only Dr. So Mark I, Williams uh, yeah. that's going to be our that keynote will be panelist. Me. That will be me. That will be me. And I'm sharing the stage with who? Daniel Hertz uh, with Mission Control. Mission Control. Daniel Hertz is the man with shout out to Daniel. What's up, brother? Always looking good. Looking, always looking forward to talking to you and working with you. Now, tell everybody what this is exactly because yeah. I just got an email from my fearless communications director, Janet Raglan, and you know had, you sent her some really awesome bullet points, and I was just reading through it, and I said, I'm going to bring this up right now. Perfect there timing. There we go. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the event and who am I speak? Who are we? Who are Daniel and I speaking to? Yes. Uh, what audience? What is the audience? So this is a national, a wide virtual uh, conference. It would be in person, you know, of course, because of the pandemic. But you'll be talking to vice presidents, operations, or multi-branch leaders of the YMCA across across the country. Right now, we have about 200 people that have signed up for the program. But this space, this space right here for for the 23rd is around innovation, mm. and esports is something that again we're piloting nationally. Next year, we'll have a national uh, tournament, and we're trying to get out to our vice president of operations to say that esports is absolutely something you should have in your in your branch. Mm. Many people are calling us right now and asking us, you know, how how do we do this thing? You know, should we do? Do we need to build out a center, or do we do it virtually? You know, how how do we do that? Right. And you know, again. 
we just kicked it off with, and I told you, just told you my testimony in terms of esports. We just kicked it off in January, but we're one of those leading voices across the country for mm-hmm. people to model their programs off of. Right. I got to give a shout out to my man Rodney Black. He's a uh, senior program director. He handles the logistics. He makes me look good. Makes the Dallas Wild look good as it relates to this esports space, and uh, also his partner in crime there, Mr. Kelson Jennings. Those guys really make our program robust, and so we're running tournaments. We're running, you know league play and trying to, to continue to to get out there. Daniel has been a great to me. We're playing on his platform with this NBA 2K that we talked about um, earlier. But this next week at this at this conference here, they're going to be some of our top leaders who are running operations. And mm-hmm. they're going to be learning from you, learning from Daniel and some others about how they, they can implement this. So we'll talk about, you know, mental health in this in this space. We'll talk about you know how and why the why should be into the esports space. And mm-hmm. we're looking to learn from you, brother. Oh yeah, well I'm looking to teach. I'm always looking to teach. And I'm actually it's interesting that that we're we're headed in this space because even though you're hosting it, it's interesting because Dallas is like the Silicon Valley for gaming e-sports. and esports yes, and sir. people don't realize that. Yes, Dallas, yes, my friends, what the 13th largest city in the country. It is not Houston, okay? Not LA, but Dallas is the Silicon Valley, man. What's it like being there with 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 some of the biggest brands out there and and, and esports in Dallas? You know, starting with starting with Jerry Jones and what he's done with complexity. I mean, what's it like being there? Yeah, we had some conversation with complexity early on, but I'm gonna give a shout out to my man Colby Carter over at uh, Envy Gaming. He's been a dear friend to us in this in this space. Mm-hmm. He's uh, they've helped to provide some um, incentives for uh, young people to be able to play in. Mm-hmm. But we've talked to a lot of the leading voices around here. Danny Martin uh, with Exposure uh, has been Danny? a great, yeah, yes. been a great friend mm-hmm. to us. And you know, my my, I'm a connector. I'm a collaborator. That's mm-hmm. if you get an email from me, you'll see my mantra is inspiring collaboration. And and so that's where I come into spaces like how do we bring different partners up together? You know, we're talking with Dr. Joe Seabrooks at Cedar Valley uh, College to talk about how we can get their young people involved with our young people to be to be mentors. I have a board planning retreat coming up here in a couple of weeks, and our youth development committee there focus in on how can we involve more young people in in esports from high school students mentoring young young people to uh, providing curriculum for a four-hour league league play Mm -hmm. Uh, we're using right now curriculum called um from NASIF to use their curriculum to help develop our young people because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all about just, again, just the pressing of uh, buttons. Uh, buttons. It is about how do we create career? How do we introduce these young people to careers to be in this whole esports space? And that's the big piece that we want parents to understand is that, hey, you're, while your young person is playing game, Yes, I understand there's a balance of play between Mm -hmm. gaming and schooling, but this is absolutely a pathway to college. There's over 200 colleges now that are providing scholarships to young people to be able to play here in uh, North Dallas. You got UNT Denton, you got UNT Dallas, you got UT Arlington. You know, all of those universities are providing scholarships for young people to be able to play. Right. And you mean, and, and you. Man, if somebody writing a check, you know, for yeah. you to go to school, I mean, I think that's something worthwhile to listen to. Right. And also to let parents understand, too, there's there's so many distinctions with the academic side of it. You have the, the varsity esports play, which has over close to 500 schools that have actually varsity esports. Like if you're playing football, college basketball, they have varsity scholarships for student athletes. They call them student athletes that play the video game. And it's, only, and it's, and it's under this, uh, this organization called NACE. OK, so it's about 500 of those. 
Then you have the intramural side, maybe close to 2,000 colleges have that, like many schools have inter- intramurals. They're the people that are, are gamers, but they're serious gamers, but they're not as serious as the ones that play varsity sports. They're good, and they have prize money as well, and um, they're under the collegiate star league. That is the largest of all the, of the video game industry for, for colleges, but they're, 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 not, they're not sanctioned like the NCAA or the NAIA. It's not an official organization, but these, that's, these are the two organizations that fund that. And then you have the academic side. There's about 85 universities now that have at least a curriculum major or a concentration in the video game industry, including my school, Jarvis Christian College, where we're getting ready to unveil the first ever esports and entertainment program in the next uh, seven, seven to eight months. So we're excited about that. And so, you know, so I, I just want to say it's, it's a pleasure talking to you because yes, to have a YMCA, which is obviously one of the oldest organizations in the country for young people, to see you taking the first approach step to to really understanding the culture of esports and gaming, and you're right here in Dallas. Yes, and um, I'm looking forward to next week, next Thursday, the, the 23rd. I'm looking forward to seeing more of what you're doing in the community with the families. Tell everybody how they can contact you if they are interested not only in the the, the, the YMC where you're located, but the other branches uh, in the city of Dallas. Yeah, the easiest thing you can do is uh, go online to uh, ymcdallas.org, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you can find us online. Type in esports when you get there. You go see the things uh, that we're doing. For me personally, uh, check me out. You can email me at kvinson, that's uh, K-V-I-N-S-O-N, uh, at ymcdallas.org. Love to uh, take in any questions to learn about this uh, youth development space that, that we're in. Well, you heard it first. I was waiting for him to give out his email and his, his social media because, you know, a lot of times people are shy about that. And we're not shy here on Dr. Mark's Masterclass podcast. And we just want to say thank you to Keith Vinson, the vice president of operations for the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas for the past 12 years. And he's a big fan of esports and gaming. I know his 22-year-old son is like, what kind of dad are you now? This is amazing. <laughs> and so it's great to see. And I'm looking forward to visiting. We're talking about me getting involved with the YMCA. Yes, sir. I was once on the board when I lived in Dallas. One of the YMCA's there, and I'm excited about coming back to Dallas. And uh, I just want to say thank you for coming out and yes, sharing sir. with us today. Yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. Yep. It, it was painless, right? Pretty Very cool, painless. Right? Yep. Very cool. We laugh here. We have some tea. Yeah. Got my beautiful friend here from Taiwan. I'm making her blush. You know, we, you know, my Asian culture, they're very, very humble people. They don't like to, they smile all the time, but but I got to get her to smile more because I like the way she smiles. You know, Shanice is all, I love your smile, which I know about Shanice. I love your smile. I don't wanna, I'm not going to bring no R&B up in this space, but that's how we get down here. Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast. Thank you for listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast. I will be back with another exciting episode in the next day or so. We're in a map esports network. Powered by Innovation Media Enterprises. Shout out to Aaron and Sia. Thank you so much for holding me down. Gage, man, you always make me sound good. Thank you, brother. And Jacob Miles, our fearless leader. Thank you. Remember, you can control three things, my friends. What you think, what you do, and what you say. Remember that. You can control three things. What you think, what you do, what you say. We're out of here. Peace. Have a great day.